Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. I prepare for my house. So please and please, I want to encourage you. Go prepare your communion. If you don't have your communion ready, go prepare your communion as we come and engage in the word of God this morning. All right. Um, we talked about it. You said it's a month of advancement. And since a month of advancement, I mean, for last month, it's advancement. This month is marvelously helped. And so... Um, we were looking at some wisdom nuggets that guarantees for us to be able to run life. Some wisdom nugget that guarantees for our next level, that guarantees uh, for you, for example, for you to be marvelously helped this month. And um, we look at but the whole place of insight. Because the truth of it is these, and this is one of the things I've noticed in my two days being with God actively, is the fact that many of us seem to keep our brain at home thinking that God is going to work outside of our brain. And that is where the big problem is. The Bible says in Isaiah, it says, come, let us reason together. You see, let us reason. So if God is saying, let's reason together, which means he wants to work with your brain. In this month, which is our month of marvelously helped, you have to know what you want God to help you with. And how you want him to help you with this very particular. God, I don't know how to be able to navigate this month. I need your help. And he asks you, in what areas? And you're like, no, but God, you know. He doesn't know. <laughs> As much as he's only knowing, he doesn't know because he's not going to devoid himself of your ability for you to choose. He wants you to choose. He wants you to have a say in your life so that when things are happening in your life, you don't wake up one morning and say, God, if not the wife you gave me, you, you can't try that thing again. Only Adam can make that error. In fact, Adam was just in quote in my head. He was just an irresponsible man that decided to blame his wife. Now, God, what is the wife you gave me? When God brought the lady before you, why didn't you say, God, I don't like her because her cough is not what I want? I'm saying that because I remember there's a friend of mine who is having an issue with cough, cough on ladies. I don't know what's the problem. See, my dear, let me advise you men. See, I know that, yes, we have different systems and strategies that women deploy. Ha, I'm married. <laughs> they, they, they have systems where they deploy to keep some certain things intact. But see, as they begin to age, Things begin to find themselves in a rested position. They begin to find themselves in a rested life reality. So let's be honest. Don't marry because you want to marry now. Marry because there is a future for the both of you. When I met my wife, I did not tell her. I did not look at all the things that were pointing, looking up to Jesus, who is the author and finishers of our faith. I did not look at those things. Very important. They were part of my criteria. Let me be honest. I'm a man. But at the same time, that was not my core. My call was the fact that, the, will this woman love me outside of everything? If tomorrow I wake up and say, we are going to La Padusa, will she say yes, sir? That was what I was looking for. How is her commitment with God? Because if I can find her in Christ, then I know how to deal with circumstances with her in Christ. That was what I was looking for. And so based on that, for you to be able to pull off the help from God this month, you have to be able to bring your own reasoning before the Father. God, I want to be promoted. Why do you want to be promoted? No, but God is my right. I know he's your right, but why? <laughs> why? Lord, give me the land that I want to get. And he's asking you, why do you want the land? No, but I'm, I'm black. I'm South Africa. I want the land. Why do you want the land? That's the problem we have with all these 
funny, funny, what you call it? I call it these funny boys who are going around now trying to like, I want to collect the land. You see what happened in Zimbabwe? You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Because the land is given to you and you don't know what to do with the land. And you're saying, but God help me. He's saying, I know. I gave you brain. Go and think. I gave you brain. Go and think. And so based on that, we look at it in last week. And part of the scripture we look about it was Hebrews chapter 10, 35 to 36, where he says, cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Cast not away your confidence, which means there is some certain level of confidence that God has given to you that guarantees for either your advancement or being marvelously helped. The truth of it is the fact that this month, as much as we are going to be experiencing, and I know, hear me, I know, some of you this month are going to be experiencing a strange kind of help that you are wondering, but, oh boy, why? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think, I'm just trying to think how the help will look like. Let me give an example. Imagine a black maid. A black maid, I'm using South Africa because South Africa, we still have, this is my belief. You see, I have opinion. South Africa is still, we still have what they call racism. It's still there. It's just the fact that it has left the street, it's now in the office and the boardroom. That's where 18 is. So we still have racism. We still have xenophobic. Xenophobic has left the average man street. It's now with us, with pastors. I can say that because I experienced it. <laughs> That's my experience. So there's still xenophobic. There's still racism. Now, let's look at the whole concept of um, what's it called racism. This black lady working in that very particular organization, and all of a sudden, she knows that my salary is 2,222 rand. She knows. And based on that, she has been faithful doing what she's doing. But this white mulungu, is it, I think they call them mulungu, something like that. That's how you guys call it. Oh, well, today, I'm, today I'm going to be very natural and raw. This white man comes and says, um, she's know that anytime she sees this man appearing, she finds a way of hiding under the, what's it called, under the, <laughs> I've seen that happen, under the, borrow me the name, under the office table. Or probably she, that, that's when she just decided to have running to machine and she can run to the toilet because she's afraid of this guy. And all of a sudden, as she runs away to the toilet and co, this is what the supernatural marvelously help for somebody is going to look like. As she runs to the toilet, she had no clue that the man also understands for strange reason that this lady is afraid of me. And all of a sudden, by the time you come back to want to sit down, you're like, as you just raise your head up, you just see the guy in front of you, Boza. Now, how do you disappear there? And he's like, no, calm down, don't worry. What is the thing that you need? And he's looking at you like, um, what do I need? Like, um, um. Then all of a sudden, your mind is thinking, I hope you are planning not to fire me. Because with my 2,222 rand, I'm okay with it. Don't worry, even though at the end of the month, I still manage 22 rand. Because the 2,200 is gone to pay bills. I'm still fine that I have a job. And he says, no, I want to help you. And you're looking, it's okay. You're, you just, okay, whatever help you want to do. In your mind, the salary increase. All of a sudden, he now says to you, I want to give you a house with your name on it. I want to pay the bills for you, for pay your tuition fee for the next three years. I want you to go. Now, it does not make sense. But I know for somebody this month, you will experience such kind of marvelously helped in the name of Jesus. And for those of you who seems to be foreigners like my kind in court, remember this, you are Afropolitan pastor. All of a sudden, you just find some certain guys who you know that these ones, they don't like Nigerians. Or they don't like Zimbabwe's, or they don't like the, 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 the what's it called, the, the Mozambicans. Because I think those are the three ones that, that very particular young man, who is, like, the day I'll have time for him is coming, who like fighting all the time. Then all of a sudden, from that same corner of the young man, the guy just look and he says, no. This man called Darlington, I like him. I don't, I, I, I hate his gods, but I like him. Because why God has compelled a marvelously supernatural help to come. And so therefore I declare upon somebody this morning. I don't care your race. I come as your spiritual father of faith in this house. I don't care about your race. 
I don't care about your nationality. I don't care about your short force. I don't care about your degrees or your pedigrees or the levels in which you find. But I declare under heaven this morning uh, that every doors that has been closed in your life, uh, it shall be opened speedily for you in the name of Jesus. And so therefore he says, cast not away your confidence. And so please and please, I want to encourage you, go back to last week and make sure that you listen to the service. It's going to bless you. And after then, you'll be able to understand where we are this morning. And so based on that, I'll be going into the part two. I remember last week, we looked at a case of Abraham. We look at the case of Abraham, how Abraham pulled off his advancement based on the certain systems and strategies in which he operated with. In which he operated with. And see, let me say this just to help many of us as believers. See, all of Christ is already on your inside of you. But it will take your ability for you to choose to either want to partner with Christ for you to be able to experience the kind of things Christ experienced. I'll repeat it again. All of Christ is already operating on the inside of you. But it takes your partnership, mark the word, it takes your partnership for you to be able to experience what I mean, what I mean experience, which means the manifold working of God upon your life it will compel your partnership it will compel your coming on board with everything it will compel your mind your intellect your prayer life everything will have to change for you to be able to accept that very particular work or probably the dealings that god wants to deal with you so which means you are not limited the problem most times with others believers we think that the moment i confess jesus as my lord and personal savior everything is going to be stress-free no it's an apartment see i tell you salvation is not an escape route Salvation is not, just because you give your life to Christ, it's not an escape route that, okay, no, I will not go through challenges, or my children will not have headache, can cool. They will have headache, they will go through challenges. I'm not a fake prophet. I'm just telling you this real life story. They will have headache, they will have challenges, and some of you, your husband may even be threatening you with divorce and all those things, but guess what? He says, I have overcome the world. So if he says, I have overcome, which means you overcome that very particular thing, but definitely you will go through it. He says, though, David says in one of his, um, what's it called, Sam? He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I fear no evil because he knows that God is with him. So you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you are guaranteed that at the end of it all, I'm going to come out alive. So all these, all these baby Christians who are developing when one minute, for example, your phone just fall down, and as your phone falls down, the battery removed. It's not that the phone cracked. The battery removed. All of a sudden now you're beginning to throw tantrums and go, come down. Pick the battery, put it yourself, and on your phone and move out your life. Stop binding devil that does not exist on the phone. Stop it. And so based on that, we were looking at the life of Abraham. Abraham was making us, God was showing us a prototype with Abraham. He says, look unto Abraham, your father. He says, I call him as one man. You know, for me, I like Abraham so much because it made me see, and this is my personal opinion about this whole nation of Israel thing. Um, why for me, and maybe this will bless somebody. This will help you in terms of pulling your mind for some certain things and don't don't get yourself burdened because sometimes there's some certain gospel people bring along the line and it makes you feel like okay oh boy because i'm not i'm not praying for israel maybe that's the reason why god is fighting me see chill chill the bible says concerning abraham in isaiah chapter 51 verse 1 to verse 3 it says i call abraham as 151 sorry one one and two it says look unto abraham your father that beardy and sarah your mother it says i called him as one man it says but i made a nation out of him what is God making us to understand from that very particular scripture? He's making us to see that if you can take the indices and the systems that I plant in the life of Abraham and you run with it, literally I can make you a nation. 
Literally, that's what that scripture is saying. I can make. So anytime you see the nation of Israel, or anytime you see the Jewish nation, it should remind you of what God can do with you. If only you will go through the looking into Abraham and observing all that Abraham observed. The ability for you to look. The ability for you to see. The ability for you to understand. So because of that, you know, people tell you, you know, if you don't pray for Israel, that your Israel, yeah, see, see, chill, chill. I did not hear that. Paul the Apostle who wrote the tutor of New Testament, I didn't hear you say that very particular thing. He, the guy just came, do his own ministry, do his work, tutor, and he make his own impact and go. Don't give yourself a necessary burden. Don't carry religion and begin to think that that's the way of Christ. No. You didn't pray for, did you, let's be honest, did you even pray for South Africa? The South Africa where you are sitting, did you pray for it? Now you want to go and pray for one Israel or one Philistine? On that, why? I'm not saying don't pray for those things, but don't now make that thing to become your stronghold that keeps you bound because that's how the enemy comes in. He makes you feel that because you're not doing this very particular part, you're not going to, what's called, you're not going to succeed. They're not doing this one. And the moment that idea settles in your spirit, he holds you captive. He holds you captive big time. He says, Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is where you are. So my Jerusalem is South Africa. Okay, I think I have two. Nigeria and South Africa. Yeah. My Jerusalem is South Africa. In fact, primary Jerusalem for me is South Africa because this is where my feet is currently. My feet is in this country. So I pray for South Africa as if do I pray for my wife. Because that's the only way I can explain it. That's how I pray for South Africa. So based on that, if you want to enjoy the Abraham blessing, you want to become the mother, you want to become the father of many nations, we have to look at the prototype of Abraham. So we looked at him last week on this thing. We could see how in the book of Genesis chapter 22, from verse 1 to verse 19, how we were breaking the scripture down to see what are the things that Abraham did. And one of the things in which... And what's it called? We said with Abraham is the fact that Abraham was one of the guys that keeps himself abreast with information and research. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying not to go through our last week so that I'll be able to finish this very particular thing. But please, go through our last week's message. You'll find it there. But now, let's look at um, this, 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 this one. What must I do to take advantage of my setting up my own stage? What must I do? So now we're on the what part. It's almost sound like Mind Shift, mind shift Thursday, but in my, today is Mind Shift Sunday. Yeah. It's not my shift Thursday, it's my shift Sunday. So what must I do? What must I do? What must I do? To take advantage in setting up my own stage. Uh, then you can add for me to be marvelously helped. Remember this month is a month of help. So what must I do for me to take advantage for me to be marvelously helped? Because the truth of it is the fact that if you don't play your part, I'm not those pastors that will preach without me telling you your own part to play. I refuse to be those pastors that will lie to you. Refuse. Refuse. I think I remember my wife and I went to see my particular friend. I don't want to mention the name. I'm a very good friend of mine. And so we were sitting with her and I was saying, she was just relating some certain things that was going on. And I said, as much as I would like to want to come through and stuff, if the other party is not going to be on board, I, 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 I can't. I can't. And that's the truth for me. The other people who knows me, I'll tell you, boy, <laughs> we have to be together in this thing. I won't be praying for you, be sleeping. I'm not a Sangoma. No, I never. Mm -mm. I'm not a consultant. <laughs> I'm a coach in court. I teach you what to do. So what must I do? Now let's look at Proverbs chapter 24 from verse 3 to 5. Proverbs 24, 3 to 5. I'm going to be reading from the Living Bible. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 to 5. I remember last week, I promised you guys that I want to talk about what I called um, the ways of thinking, how you can think. We'll start from there and I'll give you the acronyms of setting up your own stage. Because that's that will be my service for this morning. The acronyms of setting up your own stage. 
Let's look. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 to 5. Living Bible says, it says, any enterprise is built by wise planning. It says, and become stronger through common sense. It says, and profit wonderfully by keeping abreast with the fact. It says, a wise man is mightier, strong man. It says, but a man of wisdom, it says, increases in strength. I'll repeat it again. It says, any enterprise, any enterprise means including your spiritual life. Any enterprise means including the things that you are planning to do. For instance, there's a particular thing my wife and I, we are pushing. You don't want to see when my wife asks me some certain question. My mind, I'm thinking, that's your career. Oh. But because why? Because I know that I have to keep myself abreast with every kind of information. You know, it's quite funny about the thing that pastors are many knowing. Like you see somebody come, you see a doctor come and ask you, you know, pastor, pastor my, my, this very particular patient came to my hospital and this patient was having in my mind, I'm thinking, um, I think you are the doctor. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you guys will help me. I don't know why you guys give us that much responsibility, but we are not many knowing. The one I know is called God Almighty. But it says here, any enterprise is built by wise planning, not foolish planning. So which means there is a wise plan that can be a foolish planning. Now the question there is what are wise planning that guarantees for your advancement and also for you to be marvelously because God can never, hear me in this month, God can never help you if your part is not going to be on the table. Mark me anywhere. And we will go to the Bible. I will show you through all scripture where everyone that experienced help in the Bible, they all came looking for the help. You want to talk about the woman with the issue of blood? She said, if I may, that's work. You want to talk about Jairus' daughter that was being raised? The father went to meet that very particular guy. You want to talk about Lazarus? The, Lazarus was dead, but people went to meet Jesus. Oh boy, your friend is sick, about to die. So everyone, people part was in it. It says any enterprise is built by... See, any enterprise means anything. As long as you want to build something for your life. You are tired of where you are now. It is up to you. I may pray from now to Timbuktu. Pray, pour you the whole of granite oil we have. Is it granite oil? No. Those South African, it's called, they say, is it corn oil or whatever they call it? Whatever. You know the name. Pour you all the kind of oil. If you are not going to stand up, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. Nothing. He said, the just shall live by their faith, not my faith. I'm working out my own faith. Walk your own. He says, he says now, he says, become strong through common sense. You know, I like telling my wife, no, but baby, this is common sense. You no, know, she reminds me, say, baby, say, your problem, you see, you problem with, she almost, you know, because she just smiles. You almost get to the, you Nigerians, you think everybody had common sense is that common. What's the problem? I said, no, but baby, this is common sense. You're supposed to know that one plus one is two. Like, I hey, calm down. Common sense is not common. When she said that, I made peace. He says, but become strong through common sense. If God says you can become strong through common sense, imagine if you now advance your sense from common to a strategic sense, what you become. He says, by just common sense, you can become strong. He says, and profitable wonderfully. So you can profit by keeping yourself abreast with the fact. Keeping yourself abreast with the information. If I ask you right now, give me five things that are trending in your industry, can you? Five. And yet you want God to bless you in that very particular career. Five things that you know now that are trending in your industry. Five, five. Why am I going five? Two. For like this guy, what's your problem? Because if I say one now, you think that Facebook. But that was very popular. No, my, my company just added Facebook. You have to keep yourself appraised. It says, and a wise man is mightier than a strong man. A wise man is mightier than a strong man. Just think it. A wise. So just because the man is stronger does not mean that he is wise. 
Just because the guy has all his bicep, tricep. Haven't you seen those people, those black belters, those people where they have, you know, you see one slim thing that looks like broom that you want to use to sweep your house. And you see this giant that looks like David and the guy just come, just do some, shwa, shwa, and this giant is on the floor. Like, here. Yeah? He has gone to learn wise strategic system on how to beat down anything. He says, a wise man is mightier than a strong man. He says, wisdom is mightier than strength. Wisdom is mightier. Because with wisdom, you can know what to do at every point in time. With wisdom, you know the step to take at every point in time. The wisdom, you know who to partner with at every point in time. Just because you may be in Nigeria does not mean that you cannot survive in a country that is not your own. Just because you are Kosa in Jobek, I know that they have said to you that you flew to Jobek because you are hustling. It's okay. Watch me do God because why? I am a man full of wisdom and so I can be more stronger than the people of the strength of this very particular place. Just because, you're, you're, what's it called? Just because your back is on the ground does not mean that you have to also be at the ground. Calm down. Calm down. Your back may be at the ground, but if your mind can think the future and begin to plan it properly, find yourself walking into that very particular reality. That's why for me as this church and every one of you in Platform Church, I've said it several times without number, stop planning from the standpoint of 60 million of South Africa. Start to make that business proposal from 1.3 billion. How can I make my project be seen by 1.3 billion in Africa? Now that's where you start thinking from. That's where you start thinking from. That's where you start thinking from. Some of you, you need to go, go and find passports. That's how you start to begin to think your mind out. I know you say, but I'm not going anywhere. Go and get passport first. God, I want to travel to Dubai. Yet you have no passport. Calm down. No, but God, you know what? Let me not go back. It's okay. <clears throat> okay. <whistles> Moving along. Just go and get passport. Let's start there. Now let's look at it as we begin to go. The core of this very particular message this morning is what I called the strategic thinking. Strategic thinking. Strategic thinking. I'm saying this because even me, your pastor, I do it. I do it. My wife and I, you don't want to see us when we sit and think, no, God bless me. You no, know, as I keep mentioning the names, somebody wants to accuse me or attack me, whatever that statement. I say, come on, why is that you and your I say, oh boy, when you're in love, you will talk about your wife all the time, relax. <laughs> it's my wife now. <laughs> marry. <laughs> or if you're married, talk your own. I talk your own, I talk my own. <laughs> That's the thing. So the other day we were talking and, and, and we were trying to plan some certain things. And this is me, I have to be very honest. I don't think that you're, I'm, I'm just this perfect guy. And she said to me, baby, say this thing you want to do, blah, 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 it's not going to work. And why don't you wait and starve? And man, I'm like, oh boy, you know, you know how men are, I'm daughter. I'm the man. <laughs> she kept quiet. Sharp woman. She didn't argue. She just said, okay, no problem. <laughs> uh, we bought the thing and stuff. Do you know that tomorrow, it's been two years, we didn't use it. <laughs> Two years, we didn't use her thing. But she looked at it, she's like, babe, this is not the time. This is not the thing. In my mind, I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> the Bible says, he that finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtain favor. Good thing and obtain favor. He said, one which is a thousand, two which is ten thousand. I'm, I'm using wife as a context because for me, I'm giving a, a scenario between me and my wife now. I refuse, I, I mean, what's it called? I, I neglect the part after since that point. Oh boy. I don't play any time to be. What do you think? I think that was the, the other day. We are still on the thinking part. That was the other day. There's something that happened around my circles of influence, my circles of friends. And I wanted to talk to the person directly. And the Holy Spirit just said, Speak to your wife. I said, Okay. No matter what the Holy Spirit says, speak, speak to your wife. <laughs> I know that you don't land the way I want it. So I went with her to talk. And when she began to give me the analysis and stuff, because her personality, 
my wife is she's sweet, but she's not funny enough. You know, women is women are emotional. My wife is she's sweet. She's not emotional. She's a strategic thinker. She's not. I promise you. Emotions. <laughs> I would you like it. You think it's a you think it's a joke. The, her boundaries is very thick than my own. <laughs> uh, she doesn't play that low. But when I sat with her to talk about those things, she begins to give me ideas and thinking structure on how to deal with the thing. I promise you now everything is fine. So when we talk about the core here, it's about strategic thinking. What is strategic thinking? It's a brain work. Many of us, we've kept our brain back and yet we're experiencing we want God to be able to bless us. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And so based on that, let's look at threefold of thinking. Threefold. I want us to look at threefold of thinking so that it helps us. Then after then, I'll give you my acronyms and I'll be out of the face preparing for tonight's service. Threefold of thinking. Number one is what I call the logical thinking or reasoning. Logical thinking or reasoning. Logical. Remember the scripture we read in Proverbs chapter 24, 3 to 5 from the Living Bible. It says, any enterprise is built by wise planning and becomes strong through common sense. He says, and profit wonderfully by keeping abreast with the fact. So if you want to keep abreast with the fact, you must be a logical thinkers. Who are logical thinkers? These are not people that comes, they try to find a way of, of, of okay, no, let's, let's cut corner. Eh, eh. Logical thinkers, let me say it as I put it. These are people that come with systematic step to arrive at a conclusion. Systematic step to arrive at a conclusion. Logical thinkers, they don't just let's just do. No, no, no. They sit down. What are the systems that we can take from us to get from Pulukwani to Dobsonville or from us to get from Rodeport, where I am now, to something? What are the logical reasoning that needs to guarantee that? For example, somebody who says I want to be able to work in I want to work, I want to work in an oil company. Logic says, number one, this is logical thinking. You sit down, check yourself. Oh boy, are you, do you understand what the oil industry is? Okay, I don't know how you guys call it oil industry. Yeah, oil industry, those, those petroleum business, yeah. Oil industry. Now, number one, have you taken out the time for you to logically check yourself? Can you bear this inhaling, what's called inhaling those very particular things? It's going to affect you. You have to sit down to think. And if at all now you think and you agree, you know, say, so okay, fine, what's the step number one? You are, what's it called? You are a accountant want to go and work in an oil field your accountant with anointing will take you nowhere nowhere that space will not be created for you never now you now have to drop your accounting certificate logic says go and first and foremost study to show thyself approved there are some of you 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 were for those of you who are doing multi-level marketing business you were doing multi-level marketing business with Harbor life all of a sudden now they now come up with this another new life again now the same system of harbor life you want to carry it on this new life and you're wondering why this one is not bearing life because this harbor life system is a system that works with it now you want to come on this new life whatever the new life is i don't even know you have to first and foremost find logic what does this place entails that i do what does it demand from me for example we can see with god when God was on the logical thinking, because you know, I will show you from scripture, Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to verse 28, when he created man. If you notice, logic knows too well that, oh boy, the earth is full of water. I can't create man first. God first and foremost begin to put things in order systematically. When he finished all, he now says the thing is good. Now let us make man in our own image, which means the possibility we carry, they also must carry it. It was logical thinking, system by system, system by system. Many of us, 
Just because you fall pregnant on Monday, you want to give birth to your child on Tuesday. And you wonder why you give birth prematurely because why? Logical reasoning has not been factored into that very particular thing. Logic. Logic. That's why sometimes for, for an average man, we are not emotional in our thinking. You come and you tell us, no, but babe, want to do this, or guy, you don't look at you, say, okay, we hear you. Everyone think about it. And guess what? Because a man's brain does not have a chance to multi-think, there is no way we will come with, because if you tell us we are going to Pulukwani, our mind has shut down from the whole other place we've been talking before. It's only Pulukwani is in our mind. But you women, ah, you people, are, I don't, you see, I told myself if I'm coming back to life again, I refuse to be a woman, still be a man. You guys can be thinking of food, thinking of Pulukwani at the same time. Thinking of the children, thinking of how to watch TV. As you are doing that, you are, you are <laughs> then you wonder why, you, you, you will get tired. You, you will get tired. Logic thinking. Number two, what is again is the reasoning or the thinking. Is what I call the rational reasoning. Ability for you to rationalize it. Ability for you, which that rational thinking here is relevant variables of the situation. What are the relevant, what are the options that are available? If I want to go to Polokwani, is it via M1, M2, RZ, R22, whatever, whatever number? Rational thinking, rational reasoning. You must rationalize yourself. You must be able to, you must be able to create options to take you to the place that you are going. And if you don't, see, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, I think Proverbs chapter 3, I'm not mistaken. It says, commit your ways into my hand, and I, God, will direct your path. Do you notice what he says in that scripture? Commit your ways, which means it is your business to develop the ways, not God's business. Commit your ways into my hand, and I will direct the path on which you have to take on that very particular way many of us we are coming to go god direct my path and he say which one because he has no clue of any ways you've brought before him commit your ways which means you have to sit down and think of the ways before you commit it to god god i'm about to go into this very particular business the industry says I must have one, two, three, and I want to go through this, 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 and this, and this. And God says, okay, now I hear you. Because right now you are reasoning with the Father. And after then, all of a sudden, yes, you may pray. It doesn't answer you that very particular moment. All of a sudden, as you are just going out, because you've committed to the, into God's hand, as you are going out, and all of a sudden, you just see one of that very particular ways you gave God. He just begin to direct you that, you see, this, for the fact you see R2, indirectly pass through R2. So leave N1 and F2. Leave those things. Just go through R2. And you wonder. Then the next minute you open your car. You own your car. Brr. For strange reason, your car just like R2. You are wondering, ah, what's going on? What's R2? Then you now remember, oh, these are because what you've committed your way. You were rational in your thinking. What is again is rational thinking. It's capable of thinking and expressing yourself in a clear and consistent manner. In a clear, if they ask you, what do you want to achieve tomorrow? I remember one of my friends, we were talking, I think, um, what's it called, last week, because we're in the, the new week, and we're talking about the whole vision of the church and everything and all those things. And I said, see, guy, it is easy for you to stay outside and think that this very particular thing you see, see, come inside and you see it. Those of you who is, who is in here, you know. You know. Where we are going, God has helped me to think it through. So most times, you see the way I preach? I preach with the 5.7 million people God is going to give to this commission. I preach with that mindset in me. If 5.7 million people is here, am I going to fidget myself? So I rehearse with the two or three that is here. Rehearse my 5.7 million. 
rehearse my 20 million rehearse platform shots scattering across the face of the head because why i have rationalized my thinking and my talk is consistent to where i'm going consistent which means you must be able you must what is rational thinking which means your ability for you to rationalize the decisions you are going to make based on the thoughts rather than feelings and emotion based on the thoughts that you have on the table based on the things you have on the table rather than feelings and emotion you know the feelings and emotion you wake up one morning you're like ah, about it i just feel like being a mechanic and you just boom you don't go and you invest all your money in opening that very particular mechanic shop and you wonder why nobody even know that there's a mechanic shop close there and yet they go opposite the shop where you are you where you open your mechanic shop because why you've not rationalized the thing properly to see rationalized thinking is capable of expressing yourself in a clear manner if i ask you where do you want to go in the next five years from now what will you say god said to abraham he said look from where you are indirectly begin to plan from the place that you want to get to don't plan from where you are because the indices here does not look like where you are going to but plan from the place that you want to get into you want to be able to run a fortune 500 company have you taken out the time for you to study at least three books that guarantees Fortune 500, that you know that these five Fortune 500 companies they are working. That you know. That you know. At least minimum, three books. Maximum, ten books. You must. You must. The books I read concerning this very particular commission of ministry, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Because why? I must keep myself abreast with the information that guarantees. Number three, what is the core? What is when he talks about strategic thinking? What is the third part? Is what I call analytical thinking analytical thinking now this one ha, you don't make you don't you don't decide from with analytical thinking you don't decide based on emotion you decide based on the facts that you have present before you the facts that is on your table not wishy-washy not no my friend just download something no the fact the fact analytical reasoning is based on the fact and the rules presented at the table and after that determine what it will be so just because the fact and on the table you still have to determine you still have to determine so it is based on the fact and the rule what is the rule of engagement in your industry what is the rule of engagement in your marketplace what are the facts that guarantees that there is still a place for you to advance or there is still a place for you to be marvelously helped like this month is you must be able to put that very particular point how do i know about this very particular analytical reasoning it's the fact that we see that in the life of jesus in the book of john chapter 8 verse 3 to 11 john chapter 8 verse 3 to 11 because i know you guys will be like okay pastor is just giving us motivational speaking relax this is biblical teachings all these motivational speakers i've told you guys several times without number they come to your bible they just remove jesus and they take you to something conversions that they collect your 5700 and you pay and you go sit there for five minutes you pay them bigly come back home but we give you the same thing add bible pray for you fast bind the devil all and yet look at all these pastors they're after money they go deliver you in the name of jesus John chapter 8 from verse 3 to 11. Let's look at it. I want to show you how Jesus pulled off his thinking. The Bible says, And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken into adultery. This was the story of the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. He says, And when they, and when they had set her in the midst, so they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very, the very act. He says, And Moses said in the law that commanded us, he said, that sh he said such should be stoned. Say, but what seest thou? Indirectly, they know the law. 
which means guess what for you to understand this very particular guys this is where analytical thinking comes in you don't go into industries that you don't know the games that operate in that industry don't don't go there by faith go there by faith and knowing go your faith alone you will shock because the bible says faith without work is dead your work is the things that you're going to do so which means from here we understand that these guys they know the law they know now let's continue he now says moses law commanded us that such people should be stoned now they he said the bible said they said this tempting him that him that they might accuse him but jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground as though he heard them not what was he doing he was thinking oh boy these guys let me say like nigeria these guys they're idiots they know that this nonsense they are bringing okay as i was thinking was thinking, okay if i say this part they will attack me here if i come this way they will come this way if i do this way but i need to put a jackpot because why jesus remember the bible says the book about the book of luke chapter 15 I mean, look to that he was full with wisdom and so if he's full with wisdom and obtain favor which means i must pull the wisdom on this matter that is on the ground so he was keeping himself abreast with the information that is on ground and knowing how to solve this problem and the bible now says there that after then the bible now says so as they continue asking him he lifted up his head and he says he that without sin among you let him cast the first stone on her now you want to wonder this guy's already has stone in their hand there are people that want to bring down your business, bring down your marriage, bring down everything concerning you. What are the analytical thinking, the reasoning thinking, the logic thinking you have put together to make sure that no parameters will be able to bring you down? I said this by the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that I'm very good at it. I said this by the help of the Holy Spirit. The reason why some of you sometimes you look at me, obviously I love my wife. Trust me, I do. The reason why some of you wonder that, okay, this guy, what do you talk about this woman? What's the problem? I say, see, I do that so that in case if any maquips, because that's how my wife called them, if any maquips out there is trying to like, oh boy, maybe this guy is not married, let's go and check. This one, he's, this one, all his beers is caught properly and he's looking like Maurice Chestnut or Idris Alba. Indirectly, I'm trying to warn you advance, but if you come here, and guess what? The moment you come and you're like, hi, I tell my wife that day, let me help you. I tell her. And guess what? So in case if you want to do nonsense, my phone, she have access to it, so she will read your nonsense. I'm helping in advance. Why am I doing that? I don't want to find myself in trouble. Now you'll be like, ah, but are you not a man of God? Yes. Man of God. Man. Before the God. Man. Man. Mark the word man. Man of God. So I'm a man. So I must do everything to make sure that I protect myself from these traps that is around. What are traps of pride of life? Traps of lust of the eyes? Traps of lust of the flesh? Whatever it is. Now look at what Jesus, the Bible says, as they keep pestling Jesus, it did not answer them at first. I want to give somebody this nugget here. Not every question you're supposed to answer immediately. There are some certain questions that people are going to ask you. Oh boy, go home and think. Go home and think. And as you think, tell them, okay, I'm coming. No, but I need an answer now. Then there is no need. There is no answer. Ah, you see by force. They are trying to bring, you know, like all these insurance people. They, those words, they can force you. Name. They, yo, insurance people. <laughs> those guys can force you to the point that they will force, they will force your air out of your mouth. But I, I say, see, guys, say, yes, see, chill. Is it not my money you want to say yes? I said I will call you back. No, when can I call you back? I will call you back. And when I notice that they are persisting, I caught the phone. It is my phone, not our phone. My, and even though if it's our phone, at that moment, the phone is in my hand. I caught the call. Jesus did not answer them that moment. Not every question you are permitted to answer. 
Most of us have put ourselves in trouble now because we are, we are trigger-friendly to answer questions immediately. No. No. The Bible says after Jesus said that, look at the angle Jesus took it with sin. Because why? He knows that if you forfeit one of the law, you have forfeited everything. And so the moment you forfeit one of the law and you forfeited everything, which means you are already a sin at that point. So he took it. Since you want to come with the law strategy, let me now take it from the overall thing that guarantees the law. Say, okay, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And all of a sudden, everybody dropped. What kind of wisdom do you want to think about it? It comes from the standpoint of thinking of who he is. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. For as Christ is, so am I. I have his fullness, which means I have his understanding, I have his thinking pattern. I have the mind of Christ. You must be able. The Bible says, after then, after he said that in verse 8, let's look at verse 8. He says, John 8, 8. He says, and again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, which means back to thinking. Many of us, we think once and we run. Then tomorrow we find our business down and we are wondering what is going on. When I use the word business, including your ministry, your work with God, your faith, whatever, you find because why? You are constantly not keeping yourself with the abreast of everything that operates in your industry. The Bible says after then, he went back to the ground. He was writing indirectly. What was he doing? Oh boy, these guys have said this one. If they decide to come this area, oh boy, what will I do now? trouble. He's busy calculating. And by the time he raises it up again, the idiots, they've all gone. The same thing. You can bail yourself. The Bible says there in the book of, we just read the book of Proverbs chapter 24. It says, it says there any enterprise is built by wise planning. It says, and become strong by common sense. Wonderful by you just operating in profit and keeping yourself abreast with the fact. By you. Guess what? These are responsibility that guarantees for your advancement. With that being said this morning, what are the acronyms that we're going to look? Acronyms of setting up your own stage for advancement so that you can get the help you need from God. I've checked throughout the scripture. I've noticed that every, every advancement, every help that the people encounters in the Bible was from the standpoint that they also learn how to set their own stage. They learn how to set their own stage. My dear sisters and brother, my stage is different from your stage. I told people, I said, see, with all due respect, I'm called as an apostle with a mandate of rest, operating it from a prophetic office, and I stayed there. There's no way you hear my preaching that you won't find rest into it. My job is to simplify the process, provide solution for you, and create realities. Literally, platform church, that is lit the whole of our vision, is to simplify process, number one, provide solution for you, number two, and make your realities come to pass. That's all that these commissions stand for. So no matter how mess the situation is, find yourself in and begin to find message out of your mess. And we use all the indices from God in life to guarantee your stability and your rest in life. Let's look at it. Setting up your own stage. Remember setting is spelled S-E-T-T-I-N-G. Then up is UP, then stage is S-T-A-G-E. I'll be very fast on this very particular one because after then we'll be going straight to the communion. But first, I promise you, I'll be closing before 11 o'clock. Of course, we have to come back by 6, so I don't want to go beyond my normal time. Setting up your own stage. Number one, what is the S there? The S there means you have to see. You have to see. If you cannot see where you are going, you will not know when you arrive. If you can't see where you are going, you will not know when you arrive. 
For instance, I'm going to use this very particular scene. You can write down the book of Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. Genesis 13, 14. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. Write down Genesis 13, 14. But you have to see from where you are. You have to see. You have to see. I remember um, um, one of the things that I've noticed in the entertainment industry, especially with the career my wife is currently doing uh, as, as, as a film producers, no matter how much they want to produce a movie, the writer would have seen the end of the movie, then come back and begin to plot it. So you who is watching the movie from that very particular moment, you are panicking and having goose pimples and all those very particular things. The writer watching it with you is not, is not having that problem. Because why? The writer has seen the end of the movie from the beginning. So the moment that thing starts, luminance production, pa, 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 tied to this, that, and you are seeing starring, whatever all the starring is and cool, the writer is not confused. Because why? They've taken advantage of seeing. So you must see the end from the beginning. The reason why many of us are panicking with the fact that you don't have your rent house to pay now is because you've not seen that tomorrow you own your own house. Because if you see that tomorrow you own your own house, you will not be bothered about the rental you can't pay now. Because you know that in Christ, as long as I am consistent with my life, consistent with my giving, consistent with my work with God, I am guaranteed of tomorrow that my house is going to be built. You have to see it. I preach the way I preach because I've seen the end of Platform Church. And when the end I see was based on the fact that Platform Church continue, I die indirectly, literally physical death and somebody run it at a good old age. And so based on that, the kind of, of foundation I laid down so that by the time you come tomorrow to run this ministry, you're not confused because why? The end is already fathomed into it. From And guess what? The way I structure the end, no matter the development of technology or information, it can still fit into the system of the church. You have to see. How do I know? Genesis chapter 13 verse 14. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. It says here, it says, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lord was separated from him, it says, Lift up thy eyes and look from the place where you are. From the place. Many of us are looking at the place, not from the place. At the, it says, Look from where you are. Canaan is possible. But I want you to look. It is because of the looking of Abraham that guarantees the children when they were in what's called Egypt for 400 years. His looking was so strong to the point that even the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, they could not be held captive forever. Look from where you are. Look from where you are. That if you look from where you are right now, you see where you are going. There are some certain conversations and certain steps that you are going to take. It may not make sense to even me, your pastor, but it makes sense to you. Because why? You have seen the end from the beginning. God looked at the end. He know, He fathomed everything into it. And when he brought man, he did not need to come back again and improve on the product he created. No. He check the Bible. He never come back on earth to improve on the product he created. Why? He seen the end from the beginning, factored it from the beginning, and put every systems into operation. Whereby, by the time you plant a seed on the ground, after some days the seed begin to grow. You that it becomes a tree. You can cut the tree to make tissue paper, chairs, wood. What? He factored. <laughs> you know when you think of the earth, ne? <laughs> it just make you just wonder, like, oh boy, am I sure I'm using the whole of my the whole of my brain? So. 
Because if this, her Christ is, who am I? And you're wondering, Jesus is the full express image of the Father, which means Jesus was God in the flesh form that come on earth to reveal who he is to us. Now you are saying that, and all of a sudden you are stuck in your thinking with just that proposal. Ah, oh boy, we need to think again. Oh. We need to think again. So which means when you look with the lenses of Christ, you will see all that is needed to be seen. When you look with the lenses of Christ, your spiritual life, your work with God, Lord, I cannot remain like this. I can't. I cannot be, all of a sudden, I, I'm struggling to pray for 15 minutes. No. If you know where you are going and the devils that will appear, you will start praying. There's a certain prayer I take. There's a certain step of faith and actions of things I do. Not because I have the problem now, because, oh boy, tomorrow is coming, you know. So I'm storing, for example, when it comes to prayer life, I'm storing a prayer bank for the future. I have a bank account. It's called prayer bank. I go there. I keep, so that the time I get where I can pray, I can go there. Lord, you remember? In 2022, on the 1st of May, I prayed one, two, three. I can't shout now because I'm sick. So heal me. And he checks the prayer bank. He finds it. Oh boy, this guy's invested though. Angel, carry that one. Go and solve this problem. I'm just using that one for example. I say, I say, I say, as to, just to help your thinking. See from, see the end from the beginning. You've heard me say this several times with that number. If you cannot picture the future, you are not permitted to feature in that future. You are not permitted. Don't be a criminal and an armed robber by jumping into somebody else's future. Create your own. When God gave man the garden of Eden, he gave every one of us a garden. See, everything that you are currently experiencing is your garden. Everything. You may be in this service this morning. It is part of your garden. It's part of your garden. Now, this garden of your work with God, how are you tending it? He said to Abraham, tend the garden. Cultivate the garden. Do this with the garden and stuff. How are you tending it? Your financial life is growing, but your spiritual life is, growing, is going down. And you are wondering, why is it that my spiritual life is going down, my finances is going up, all of a sudden, all the money I make, they are all going into paying bills. Ability for you to see the end from the beginning. Number two, the E. What is the E? You must engage. You must engage. And how do you engage? You engage all the necessary parameters. You know. Engage all the necessary parameters. Remember, we've talked about three forms of thinking. We talk about logical thinking. We talk about reasoning thinking. We talk about, I mean, what's it called? Rational thinking. And we talk about analytical thinking. Now we are now looking at it. You must engage with all the facts that is on your table. That fact also including your conviction in Christ that as I step out, doors must be open. Doors must be open. You must engage. You must engage. You must engage. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 2 to verse 4. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 2 to verse 4. The Bible says concerning Moses, when the children of Israel were crying to Moses, ah, boy, you carry us from this thing. Now we are here. We won't kill us, you know. Yeah. Many of us as Christians, we are like you too. Don't say that those children of Israel, they can complain. You also. You also. Eventually, I'll make you, this is me saying, eventually, I'll make you open your mouth and say, but God, why now? Oh God, but I've been doing all this, God, or you complain. You are like the children of Israel. Because they did the same thing. So you just pray that God, in my insufficiency, I beg, help me. That's all. Just help me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too good with this thing, so help my unbelief. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 2 to verse 4. It says here, Exodus chapter 4 from verse 2 to verse 4. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 2 to verse 4. Oh, I appreciate you. That's good. 
Exodus chapter 4, from verse 2 to verse 4. It says here, He said, And the Lord said unto him, What is in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it to the ground. And he cast it unto the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth your hand, and take it by its tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it, and it becomes a rod in his hand. What do I mean here when it comes to engage all necessary? Moses had the rod in his hand, but he was looking for something outside of him to fulfill what God wants him to do. And that's one of the things in many of us. We are trying to look for what Pastor Darlington have for you to be able to complement what you have. What you have is enough to do what you need to do. Literally. What you have is enough. What you have is enough. I remember I think there was a particular time where... We needed some certain finances to do some certain things that we do every month with, with Platform Church. And guess what? Because that very particular finance was not at moment, that moment for us, this is God's project. I did everything we could do. However, now we sacrifice to all the things we can sacrifice and cool. But at that moment, the thing wasn't working and cool. I did not kill myself until the thing come back again to life. Why? I engage all that I know. People see us and they wonder, this is me and me say, like, you don't want to see compliment of how people are celebrating your church out there because for them it doesn't make sense it's an online ministry for now it's an online ministry and you guys the way you guys keep yourself abreast with the fact and the way you run your services and co it's it's kind of strange because why i cannot be in christ and operate in the life of appropriate as if i'm in living a life of crisis no i can't that does not mean that i don't have my personal struggles i have i do have my personal struggles don't get it twisted i do but because I know that the anointing of God upon my life and his investment on his son for me cannot permit me to give you guys <clears throat> things that are not important. Cannot. 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 You have to engage all the necessary parameters you know. All. And you must engage it from the standpoint of what you have in your hand. What you have in your hand. What? See, if all you have in your hand is there and start from there. Start from there. Many of us, for example, when it comes to the issue of even giving to your ministry, giving to your commission, many of you are waiting for you to earn 20 billion rand before you first of all start giving God his own, his own, his own. That's God's own. Government has taken their own, but you're afraid of giving God his own. Government, I think I remember um, there's this very particular new project my wife and I were working in some certain communities. And all of a sudden, the guys were now complaining, no, but you church, you know, you church, you're supposed to do this, you church, supposed to do that, blah, 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 all this very particular. I was quiet, I was listening to them. And one of the guys who was sitting on that very particular meeting was telling me about how his brother, he, he kept telling his brother, no, you know, you church must do this, you church must do that, you church must do this. I'm like, okay. So when he finished, the guy was just smart. I think maybe the guy was just trying to throw shit to me. He doesn't know that wrong move. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, okay, you want the church to be able to save the community? He said, say yes. You are right, that's our job. I said, but do you know that we don't have by force 15% coming from your hand for us to be able to do that very particular work? He was quiet. Because I have to find a way to make that guy just go quiet. I said, we don't have by force 15%. I'm like, do you notice that before your salary comes to your account, government has removed that 15% of it. In fact, 15% is the minimum. I know people whereby their tax after their salary comes is 48%. I know them. I know them. The higher your salary, the higher the tax government removed from your account. The higher they do it. But yet, the one tenth, you have problem removing it. And you still want the church to repair the road. You want the church to bring hospital from which money? I want to know which one. Ah, we go to the church. For the church to help us with this. They can't give us any money. There is no money. <laughs> it's not there. Did you give? 
I was telling the guy, they, they, they all went quiet. I said, see, the spiritual blessing God has given you, which is ideas, innovation, insight, and foresight. Go engage. He says in Zechariah chapter 1, verse 27, 17 or 27, if I'm not mistaken. Zechariah 1. He says, go up to the mountain. Bring wood. You don't find woods on the mountain. What does it mean? Go to the place of your influence. Do business there. Bring the things that can build the house. And it says it is true prosperity that the kingdom, my message, that's why for me I pray for every one of you to prosper. I pray. But guess what? Before the two billion dollars comes in, now that you have two rand, remove his two cents. Now that's just your financial commitment with God. The other part, if you have two cents in your hand, plan with two cents. Stop going to look for five cents that you don't have. That's why you're having depression. Stop it. Stop it. You have two cents. Keep it. When he gets off, go get under eight cents. Keep it. It's ten. Keep get keep saving it until you get to the two rand. Then you can. Then you know you can go do business. In fact, guess what? Because you know how it costs you to get that money. Why you are waiting for that two rand to complete and you are sitting at one rand fifty seven cents? I bet you the thinking that you would have developed when that two rand comes, you know what to do at a very particular point in time. Most times we want to engage life from what we don't have. That's why we are frustrated. Your church is called Rested Life Church. My job is to make you rest. Plan from the thing you have. Oh, I'm not married. That's the reason why this and this and this. Then do things as a single person. Do it as a single person. He says one will chase a thousand, two will chase a thousand. You are one, chase a thousand. You've not even chased ten. You are trying to go and look for the nine thousand that is out there. Come down. Prove that this one talent God has given you, you can make use of it. You can make use of it. It is not based on the talent that is given to you. It is based on the mindset that has the talent in their hand. How do I know? Check those three boys. One was given five. The other one was given two. The other one was given one. The one with five produced five. The one with two produced two. The other was given one. The thing is not the money. The thing is the mindset of the person holding the money. And that's where the problem is. You must engage all the necessary parameters. And all. You hear me? I say all. I didn't say some. All. Including checking. Where would the devil attack me? Check it. Like we know, you have to expropriate all angu. All, all angu. Expropriate it. You wonder, you see your boss, the, see the, the company you work with, if you are shocked that the company has not gone down and they are still paying you salary every month, go check what they are doing now. Go check. Don't just go to office waiting for the month to come to an end and you get salary. No. Check what are they doing. Begin to implement those very particular things. Those of you who know me too well, have been opportune for me to meet some great men of God in this country. When they ask me, darling, what do you want us to do? I know your mind is in because I'm in Nigeria. I don't ask for money. I look at them, oh boy. The thing that makes you get here, can you give me? Because I know that I'm collecting the glory. I'm asking for the glory behind. I mean, I'm asking for the story that I see in that glory. Give me the system that makes this thing work. That's all I'm after of. The system. The system. I'll pause there. Number three, the T part. What is the T? It's called trusting. You must trust yourself. The big problem that I see with people is the fact that you don't trust yourself. That's why when you see another race show up, ah, no, the reason why this person is favored is because this person is white. Or the reason why this person is getting is because this person is a foreigner and cool. Calm down. That's just a flimsy excuse. You must trust yourself. The, the reason why the guy gets the job is not because you're a woman. No. I know there is there is women racism on the table or women racism women what do you call it I think I've forgotten the name now. I know that there is this the table is not fair for you women, but on with that also still, 
drop the result on the table. Trust yourself to drop some kind of result that will make the boss, ha, his hand will be too tight and God will look at him. Oh boy, promote my daughter now. Otherwise, I fire you. Promote him now or promote her now because why? You have kept yourself abreast with the fact and God come marvelously to help you because he has now seen that you are standing in him. You have to be able to trust your capacity. Trust yourself that this thing I'm starting, I'm going to finish it. I'm not going to stop halfway. Many of us have unconcluded project and you wonder why God is not including you in his plan. Because the one he gave you, you've not concluded it. And you want him to include you on a new one? No. No. Let's be honest. With the majority of us, we are all parents. You tell your child, do this very particular thing. Your child, do it halfway. You tell the child, again, do this. And the child comes and meets you, mommy, give me two rand. I want to go and buy sweets. Do you notice that your mind will not permit you to give the two rand? Your mind will not. Because why? You can't trust the child. You can't. You, you, you love the child. You want to do more with the child. But boy, trust is not there. Trust is not there. Hebrews chapter 10, 35, 36. Our core scripture. I'm reading from the Good News Translation. The Good News Translation. The Good News Translation. It says, um, Do not lose your courage. It says, Then, because it brings great reward. It says you need to be patient in order to deal, I mean, in order to do the will of God and receive what he promised. You need to trust God that God, as I'm doing this thing, it's going to pay off. Your trust for God, your trust for yourself. Sometimes the reason why the way you operate with God is because you know that you don't even trust yourself. Your trust. The second T. Because I need to finish this today. The second thing, what else again must I do? You must take actionable steps. Actionable steps. Taking actionable steps in the direction of the stage you want to build. Taking actionable steps. You have to take those steps. You've talked about it. You've come with logical thinking. You've done analytical pattern stuff. It is time to run. How do I know? Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to 27. Genesis 1, 26 to 27. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the seas, over the fowls of the airs, over the cattle that, that moves on the earth, and over everything that creepeth upon the face of the earth. And so God created man in his image. It says, and the image of God created he both male and female. What do we see? God did all the analytical reasoning and what you call logical thinking in creating man, which is verse 26. Verse 27, he took actions. He took actionable step. He took actionable step. He took actionable step. What steps are you going to take? You must take the step. I know the parameters are not looking like the way you want them to look. Enter. I tell somebody was asking me, say, no, but I need to know everything must be fine and stuff. I say, see, we will go into the field, we will learn there also. Because do you notice that no matter how much you come out with a certificate, you can't get the job you think that certificate can get you. They will ask you what's your experience. So which means our industry, the world we live in, does not even respect certificate anymore. They respect the experience you carry. So take steps and learn, get, get experience. Take steps. 
There are stuff even with me, your pastor, in this ministry that you are currently now. I've taken some certain steps that obviously didn't go the way you want to go. I expected you to go and stuff. I've learned from it. I've learned how to manage people well. I've learned how to communicate well. I've learned why? Because why? I took step in that point where it was not popular. Now I know better. When I took those steps, now I come back, I begin to rearrange the things. You have to take step. The Bible says, God says, let us make. That was the place of preparing, thinking, and everything. After then, in verse 27, it says, and God created, which means he took step to create. Take step. The I part. What is the I? It means indoctrinate yourself. Indoctrinate yourself. Indoctrinate yourself. What does it mean? You must stay fixated. Stay fixated. Look away from every direction. I mean, every distraction. Look away from it. Indoctrinate yourself. I want to make sure that by this month, I have the certificate. No matter what will happen, I stay focused to make sure that that certificate comes into my hand. Indoctrinate yourself. Indoctrinate yourself. How do I know? The Bible says in Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. You can write that down. Genesis 11, verse 6. He was talking about these guys who were trying to build the Tower of Babel to get to heaven. He says there, And the Lord said, Behold, this people is one. What does it mean? They've indoctrinated themselves to the agenda of the day. To the point that nothing can be able to distract them. He says, Behold, this people is one. When we look at the parameters and the edits, can we find oneness with you? Or in the morning, I want to be an accountant. In the evening, I want to be a banker. I mean, what's called? The same thing. In the morning, I want to be an accountant. In the evening, I want to be a mechanic. In the update, what's called? Later in the middle of the night, oh boy, I just I feel like doing getting into fashion designing. Oh boy, no, not like that. Indo one, indoctrinate yourself. Indoctrinate. He now says also there, he says that that which they have imagined to do, he says nothing will be restrained from them. Why? They are so committed into that very particular thing. That no matter what you say, they're not going to be moved. No matter. Come rain comes. Let there be sun. Let there be moon stars. The reason why sometimes you struggle to attend services is because you've not indoctrinated yourself with the dealings and the doings of God. You've not. You've not. See, as I'm talking now, I've just received my healing. You don't want to see when we were driving back home yesterday around that 10, 11. We were tired and finished. And I say, God, I will still show up. If I tell you, I woke up somewhere around three-ish, closing my eye by one, and I'm still here. And I'm still going to come back by six. Because why? This is what gives me life. I have indoctrinated myself to the system of the rest of life. And in Christ, I cannot be confused. Cannot. I may not have the two billion in my bank account, but I know they are coming. I too know. You know what they call ITK? To know. I have seen all the promises in the scripture, so I am not confused. So the more I show up, indoctrinate yourself in staging your own stage. The number N, what is the N there? I like this one, maybe because I'm in Nigeria. You need to learn how to negotiate. Negotiate. You have to negotiate your ways. Oh, you have to negotiate your way. See, let me say this to you. So that you don't understand. God is a master negotiator. Because <laughs> if I take you from there to give you an example how God is a master negotiator. Do you notice what he said to you? He said, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that you'll be safe. 
So he negotiated with you. So quick guy, just believe in me and this, this and cool. So he was like a negotiating factor. Then you agree. Okay, it's not just believe. Okay, now just believe in my just confess and stuff. It's negotiation. So indirectly, it looks as if you can't blame us with Nigeria. Look as if we are, our father is from Nigeria. You negotiate. If not because pick and pay, they put pick and pay, they didn't say pick and price. I promise you our price. I think I tried it once. They almost arrested me. I'll, I'll price everything. Negotiate. They tell you it's two million rand that you go, you'll pay your swipe. Are you okay? Price it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, I'm laughing. <laughs> My wife doesn't like when I negotiate. She disappears. Like, woo, because they want to arrest you. <laughs> I'll be there to come and bail you, so they should carry the two of them together. But you see, you need to learn how to negotiate your ways. And when I mean negotiate, I'm not talking about money also. Negotiate life. Negotiate. They are bringing something for you. You don't like it. Choose. But boy, this is my life. I want this. The company where you are working, oh boy, I think I've done this, this, and this, and this. I'm supposed to be an associate producer or probably associate partner on this web particular law firm. Negotiate. They may tell you, no, go back. Go back. See, I tell people, hear the secret. An average man can only tell you no seven times. Seven. After then, they will find a way for you. But you only go two times or three. Like, no, my boss will not want to promote you. I will knock your door again. Eh? You'll be shocked. I'll knock the door again, again, and again. Until that door, until my hand has a crest on the door. Negotiate. How do I know? It says concerning a multi called Jacob, him and Laban, in the book of Genesis chapter 29, verse 15. Genesis 29, verse 15. Write down Matthew 25, verse 9. Bound to read Genesis 29, 15. It says there, then Labor sent to Jacob, because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me your wages, what that will be directly negotiate with me. Many of us want to live a rested life, but we don't know that negotiation is part of the life. The life that you live is not by default, it's by design. Your path to be in it comes out from you, not from life. Life is not by default, it's by design. Your part has to be on it. The expression of what you see is coming from you, not from life itself. What negotiations are you putting on the table? You must learn to negotiate. How do I know? There's this young man called David. I like the guy. When they say this very particular Goliath is causing problem, David was saying, hmm, this, this, David, he's an Ibira guy. David was saying, hmm, it's okay. What is in it for me if I do the job? Do you notice that he has him say, what is in it if I do the job? When they tell him that, oh boy, if you, if you kill this guy, number one, the king will make sure that you don't pay tax again for the rest. At that time, tax killed those guys. Eh? You don't want to know what those boys are going through that time. You won't pay tax. Tax, yeah, do you understand tax? It's like president say, oh boy, if you kill, <laughs> whatever is something that my mind, I'm like, I have some of my friends here, some of my family who are politicians. <laughs> Okay, president is saying, like, if you kill opposition party, <laughs> let me just stay there. Let me not go and say things again that would make you people start asking me questions. The president says, if you kill the opposition party, that the first thing is going to do for you, that little Nigeria, I say, my friend, I'll make you a citizen of the country. Number one, um, the budget of the finance every year will be given, will give you 2.2% of the budget of the finance that comes to your account. And we'll make sure that everything that your wife desire will give. You'll be shocked the intelligence I'll use to kill the opposition party. Eh? <laughs> because why? I know what is in it for me. I have negotiated. The guy negotiate. Negotiate. Don't just... See, do you know that life is negotiating with you every day? The day as you wake up today, life negotiates with you. Go to church. Don't go to church. Don't stream. Do this. Okay, no. You don't have data. Don't bother. Just chill. Whatever. And cool. But some of you, you won. 
You didn't let life negotiate you and keep you at home. You are still here in the service. Why? Life negotiates with you every day. Life negotiates. It does. How do I know also? Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 13 to 14. Detroning your enemy, chapter 11, verse 13 to 14. He says, It shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God and to observe the commandment which I have commanded you this day. Observes my commandment, which means this is my negotiation I'm putting to you. If you can do this one, I guarantee that one, two, and three. Your God is a negotiator. Negotiate. Negotiate. The G part, because of my time. The G. What does it mean? For you to. Set up your stage and also for you to be marvelously helped by God. What does it mean? You must get going with what you've concluded. Whatever you've concluded, get going about it. See, failures will come, but still stand up and get going. Get going. The challenges that we've gone through in just, just two years of running this ministry, I promise you it has every capacity for us to say, God, sharp! I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> but we stood up. We stood up. The things that my wife and I we've handled in this past two years. I think we started a ministry online 2020. Yeah, somewhere. 2020, yeah. 2020. This past two years. In fact, imagine God say go and start a ministry in COVID when everybody's at home. We went. Last year, I think I remember by this time last year, we're still having live service at Westridge High School. We went. We closed the door. We're still moving. We get going. Things may not go the way you want them to go. Get going. How do I know? The prodigal son story. Luke chapter 15, 18 to 20. Luke chapter 15. This guy was, he, he's at a place whereby life has given him a bit down and stuff, but he, he can choose to sit there and continue eating with the swine or he gets going with his life and make sure that the best comes out of him. And that's how many of us as believers we are currently now sitting down and chilling with the swines. When we have opportunity of chilling with the big boys and doing business with them at the top. We chill with the swines. Luke 15, 18 to 20 says him. He says, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against thee and before thee. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. He says, make me one of your higher servants. And he arose from the swine and came to his father. He gets going. He was, do you think he did not factor in? Remember this morning we were looking at thinking, but do you think he did not factor in that my brother does not like me there? And that's why he concluded, I'd rather prefer to be a slave in a mansion than to sit and to be a king with swines. Never. There is no dignity in sitting. There is no, I have not seen the president of poverty. That's not a good position to be. Never. Anybody who is thinking poverty, I bind that thinking from your mind in the name of Jesus. I want you to be rich in Christ, rich in money. Rich in money. As your soul prospers, you prosper your soul, prosper your bank account, prosper in your health, prosper with your children, all around prosperity. You finish strong. Like Abraham. The Bible says God has blessed Abraham in all things. But guess what? There were decisions he took. The time whereby they fight him, his wife was almost taken by Abimelech and all that. The guy, what? I feel like saying like, the guy was a Johnny Walker. He keep walking. Or just going. You just have to keep going. The you part. Remember now we finish with setting. Now let's look at up. What does up says? Up there, the you. Um, I think I think I didn't make a mistake. Okay, it's optimize every. What did I said? Optimize every opportunity to your advantage. 
Optimize every opportunity to your advantage. You have to optimize opportunities. And there are two opportunities we have in life. Number one is Holy Spirit, which God has given us on planet Earth. And number two is man. The reason why that two for me is these are the two opportunities God gave man. Two. Every man has its opportunities. Number one, the help of the Holy Spirit. And number two, men. The reason why I didn't put systems and policies is because men are the ones who are bringing those systems and policies and all those things. How do I know? Holy Spirit, John chapter 14, verse 16. John 14, 16. It says there, I will tell the Father he will give you another comforter. He will give you a counselor, a helper, intercessor, advocate, which means when you are in the court of law, life is trying to negotiate you. There is an advocate. He gives you a strengthener that makes you confident to go, knowing to whether he backs you up. He gives you a standby, which means no matter what happened, I'm there with you. That's Holy Spirit. Then what is man? Isaiah chapter 43 verse 4. Write it down. Isaiah 43 verse 4. It says, since thou was precious in my sight. Oh, my dear believers, listen to me this morning. You are precious in the eyes of God. You are so, I want somebody to declare this. I know that my service this morning, you are like, wish. But I want you to say this after me. I am precious in the sight of God. Say it with boldness. I am precious in the sight of God. See, when God looks at you, he sees Christ. He does not see you, the one that has dimple or the one that has cheese cup like me. No, he sees Christ. He sees Christ. And this is what he says he will do for you, the Christ on earth. Isaiah 43 verse 4. He says, since you are precious in my sight. He says, thou had been honorable. So which means you are honorable member of parliament. I know people like Mampo will like this one. You are an honorable member. You are honorable. He says, thou art been honorable. He says, I have loved thee. He says, therefore, I will give men for you. <laughs> Not system, men for you. And people for your life. Which means you will not lack burden bearers. You will not lack destiny helpers. You will not lack gifted people. You will not lack men of influence and credibility. He says, I, God, I will give you. And guess what? The day Jesus you receive of Christ, that was accredited into your account, it's there. Most times, you are not spending the ability to optimize the opportunities with men. See, every man that you have around your space is an opportunity. They are not just chomi that comes to your life and they choke you. Because many of you who have chomi, those chomis have turned to choke me. They are choking you. They are choking you. They are choking you. If you sit down and your close friends, the day you are broke, you cannot get 500 rand from them. Oh boy, begin to check for new ones. Begin. I'm not saying that the friends should always be what you can get out of it, but sometimes it's also what you can get. It also. Check Jesus when he was looking for his 12 disciples. It's what he can get out of them. Join me, let's do this work. And when they were doing the work, Peter wake up and say, Guy, we didn't ask you what we can get from you too now. Peter, I like that guy. That guy's an evil man. He didn't ask. He asked, well, nah, man, come, let's talk. This one, we have left all and follow you. What is in it for us? And Jesus says, everything that you have given to the kingdom, he says, you will get them on earth. And at the end also, you will reap eternal life. You see, your God is not afraid of negotiation. You're the one that is afraid of. He's not afraid. When Jesus or Peter negotiated with him, he answered. You have to optimize all the opportunities you have around you. Holy Spirit, your standby. Men that God has given to you. 
has given to you. The P part, what does it mean there? The P part, what does it mean? It means to prioritize. Which means forgetting all and focusing on one. You have to prioritize. Prioritize this. And see, when I mean prioritizing, I'm not saying that this is all you do for the rest of your life. As you grow, new things begin to come. When the, the moment I came into South Africa, for instance, the first thing I did for me was to go work for people. I was a media guy, I was a cameraman. That was my priority at that moment. As I began to grow in my dealings, things, 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 things give me a bit down. I think my equipment got stolen and all those very particular things. I didn't complain and say, oh boy, where will I start and stop? Blah, 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 and go. I started, I went to people's house, I was washing their clothes. There is dignity in earning good money. Nigeria has this statement we say, we say money you make from the toilet doesn't smell. When you are spending it, it doesn't smell. Just because you make the money from the toilet doesn't smell when you're spending it. In fact, you'll be so shocked that you make more money in the toilet, you'll be shocked that the, the ladies that hang around you are the beautiful ones. Because why? It doesn't smell when they spend it. I was, I was, I was, was indirectly, I think I was, what I was a houseboy consultant and I was doing it with dignity because that was my priority. As I keep doing that, things changed. I got opportunity to be in one of your South African politics system. And from there, I begin to save. I get opportunity. And before I know what's going on, boom. Dexterity came. I was the priority. Now, this is ministry priority. You must prioritize. How do I know? Luke chapter 10, verse 42. Luke 10, 42. Jesus was saying to Mary, I mean to Martha, who was muttering about the matters of life. There are many of you are like matter. You matter about this, matter about this, matter about this, matter about this, matter about this. And you are wondering why nothing matters in your life. No. Jesus says to matter, matter, calm down. He says one thing is needful. Prioritize one thing. He says and Mary had chosen that part. Do you notice that? Look at how God said it. I mean, Jesus said it here. He says, prioritize one thing. He says, Mary has chosen that good part, which means when you prioritize something, one, it becomes a good part. The Holy Spirit can be able to talk to you. He can play with your mind. He can mesmerize you with help. He can begin to breathe because why? Your energy is focused in one space. He says, Mary has chosen. He says, and that cannot be taken from her. Do you see what it means when you prioritize? Because your, your lens is focused. It's focused. Priority. The, next, the, last, the last stage. Let's look at the S now. I'm on stage S-T-A-G-E. Let's look at S. What is S? The S means that. In all, remember that the stage we're looking now, for example, the stage we're looking at. You have set. It is now up. Your stage has been done. What now do you need to do on that stage? Now this is where we look at the stage. What is the stage here? The S there means you have to stand out. You have to stand out. <laughs> the reason why some of you, though, you are not bored in coming to platform and I stream online for two hours and you are still there is because I try to make sure that I stand out from the crowd. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to come teach you because you guys are too important for me to just wake up and just carry Bible and just do tini I don't know how you guys call it, it mini mini money more whatever. Just do tini and just come. No, you guys are too important for me to just tini with you. No, I make sure that by the time you come, you take something out of it to make sure that I stand out in the things that we do. That also understand. Remember, this is the stage has been set now. Understanding that I make sure that even the content, even the mindset that I want you to have, even so I put attention. The graphic design, or oh, you be. Sure, all 
because the stage has been set. You must stand out. You must stand out. How do I know? Luke chapter 21 verse 15. Luke 21 verse 15. It says from the NIV. It says, For I have given you words and wisdom that none of your adversary will be able to resist or contradict. I have given you the possibility to stand out. That when you come out, people wonder, ah, is this Ibongile? Wow. I did not know that Kanisa can pull this off. Man, are you sure that this very particular political idea come from Mpo? It cannot be. And they are looking at you like it can be. Ah, my friend signed that contract. Let me go. They are trying to be doing wow, wow, wow. You are angry. Ah, are you a siren? My friend signed this. Let me leave my phone. I need my money. I need to go. There are kingdoms I need to build for Christ. There are things and mountains I need to take. You must stand out. Why must I buy your product? Why? There are many herbal life that have been sold. Herbal life product. Why must your own be the one I want to buy? Why? Do you think that I don't think about it every day? Why must I? Why must you come to Platform Church? I think it every day. Why? Because I must stand out. I must stand out. That determines how I serve you, the way I treat you, my emotional intelligence. I must stand out from every other. From every other. Stand out from the crowd. When you go to office tomorrow, put your pen on the table. Oh boy, this business I'm doing, this place I'm working as a cleaner. How can I clean and stand out? How can I clean and stand out? Number T. What must I do? Talk your stage. Talk indirectly. Word your stage. Talk your stage. You are selling petrol. Sell, stop talking about somebody selling baguinha. Sell your petrol with pride. Sell it. Sell it. If all you are selling is sweet, oh, I'm a keep, keep. Sell your armor, keep, keep with pride. Talk your stage. How do I know? Jesus did that. Luke chapter 4. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 4. From verse 17 to 21. Look for because I know you guys like it's in your Bible. Bible. Luke 4 17. The Bible says, it says, and when the books was delivered to Jesus by prophet Esaias, he says, and when he had opened the book, he says he went to the place where it was written. When the book was given to him, Jesus did not go and read. He didn't go and talk about Elijah. He didn't talk about Moses. He didn't talk about whatever. He didn't talk. He opened the book to talk about his life. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Mina. That's not the place you need to do me. It's not a crime to do me myself. Bible says, what's it called? Love your neighbor. Is it love? Is it Bible says love your neighbor? Love your neighbor as yourself. So if you cannot love yourself, forget it. You can't love your neighbor. You can't. Stop this. You love your neighbor past yourself. That's what's a hypocritical lifestyle. Talk to your state. He says in verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me. Look at him, me. Is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and has sent me. Do you see how many me, me, me he's been saying there? He says to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive and recover of the blind to the sea and has set them at liberty to bruise. He says, he said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and he closed the book and gave it to the minister and he sat down and all the eyes were upon him. The reason why people are not looking to you is because you are not talking about your business. You're not. You're not. When I started Platform Church, nobody no rest, talk of rested life before the mandate. I keep talking until you find me. And I will keep talking until Jesus come. The Bible says, after he has finished talking me, 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 the people look at him. If you do not say, here am I, nobody will say, there you are. You must say, I am, have arrived. 
You must. It's not arrogance. It's called confidence. You know the impute, the investment in your life. Oh boy, I'm a marketer. I can market your Maguinha from here to Timbuktu. Talk your bit. Stop talking up. You, you are busy about other people. See, let me say this. Afropolitan has kicked in. The reason why people are busy attacking foreigners is because they don't know how to talk about their own life. They don't. You are lazy as hell. That's the reason why you are talking about other nationalities or other race. Focus on yourself. Who told you that you can't make it? The guy is a Peruvian and so what? Talk about your business. Talk about it. And if, if I hear any of you in Platform Church come and begin to talk racism, xenophobic, and racism, you are living below Christ. Below, which means you are down at. The Bible says, it says we are now one in Christ. There's no Nigeria, there's no Peruvian. When Jesus comes tomorrow, will he be looking at Nigeria, you are going to South Africa, you're not going to Congress. Oh, you're in Christ, let's go. Let's go. Talk your stage. Talk your stage. You don't have the money. Oh boy. See, just give me, okay, let me come. I will come and dress you properly. Do you know there is, there is market there? There is market. People who can dress. You can't just, I know you don't know how to do it. People like my camera, we see color the other way around. Like if, I, if you ask me that this color, don't just ask me before you now think your pastor is very smart. Don't ask me the color I'm wearing. I just know I'm wearing dress. Don't leave me alone. But there is a way you can package that part. Pastor is saying, I can help you put your cloth, arrange it like this. Help you design this thing and co. Do you notice that you're not bothered about me? You're bothered about what you can sell to me. Forget the fact that I'm wearing color. It's not your business. You do it. And, you, and guess what? I will pay you to go and find the cloth for me. Because I know that I don't know those, those pieces. I, I, I don't have energy for it. My business is Bible. Bible and books. That's my business. Books. I remember one of my daughter on my birthday, she buy the particular book. She always she, she buy the book. Make me laugh. So by the time she buy the book, and she saw me open the book, she was like, I pray this guy like this thing. Pray this guy. And I love you. I love it. it. Let me say it in King James Russia because it will be very thick. I love it thou it. Because why? That is me. I did she made a mistake to go and buy cloth. She said, I don't know. She'll be shocked. <laughs> Thank you. I will help her, bless her, receive the blessing in you. But I know behind my mind, I'll find somebody and give. So, in case if you're planning to buy clothes, respect yourself. Uh -huh. Just call my wife so that she goes with you. Uh, if she's not there, I ain't wearing. I'm just helping you now. If she's not going with you to buy the cloth, I am not wearing it. It's my part of my protective measure. I do that. It's my life. It's okay. But talk your stage. Jesus said, The Spirit is upon me. The next minute he said me. The other way he said me. He said me almost three times, more than three times. You want you go to say no, you like talking about yourself. Ah, it's not myself. So who will talk about me? You. I can't trust you talking about me. Never. Haven't you seen something that the world system understands? That they will employ somebody to come and talk about their business. They pay you to talk about them. So everybody is trying to get an attention from you. Even the TV you watch. They bring Pampas. They bring Hyundai. They bring Lexus. They bring, what you call? Oh, they, they even bring movie. Because why? They are talking about them. When last have you tell somebody what you do? When last? When last? Oh boy, I mean, just because you are working 9 to 5, there is other times. You, when you come back home by 6 o'clock, what did you do? Sleep? You say your poverty shall be like a dunghill. That's how the Bible put it. You come back, oh boy. I'm very good at um, consulting. After you work for your company, 9 to 5, you come back. Get on that side business, side hustle. Talk your stage. Talk your stage. There, it was four rivers that entered into the Garden of Eden. So the average person, minimum, must have four streams of income. Four, not one, four. Four. I know you may be thinking them. Now keep thinking it. As you are thinking it, take steps until the four come to pass. They come to pass.
Let me shout to. Let's go to the A. <laughs> the A part. What does the A do? Don't worry, we are winning. T A no S T A. Yeah, A. I'm on A. You have to have accountability system. It talks about accountability. Now that you've developed your stage, you must be accountable. You must be accountable. You must get people who would hold you accountable that this thing must not fall down. That if I say I want to go and win two souls for Christ, I must win the two souls. If I want to sell this product, I must win it. I must. It's, you must have people you tell. The reason why you are not doing it is because you are not accountable to anybody. You are not accountable to anybody. You are not. Accountability put pressure on your ass so that you stand up. It make you not to sit down. You jump up. Oh boy, I told these people that I'm going to do this thing. Oh boy, I must do it. You are counted. You are counted. There are stuff that I know. I, I think the other day I went to meet a particular mentor of mine. We we're talking. I said, see, there are certain things I want to do. I, I said, because the moment I echo it in my wife's ear, I must do it because I hold that as part of my accountability system. Because the moment, if I her own accountability is even worse, because the moment I am not accountable to her properly, the question she begins to ask me, oh boy, are you sure that vision you promised me we are going to get there? I must be accountable to her. You must look for an accountant. Is your accountant? Accountability system. Proverbs 11 verse 14. Proverbs 11 14. Proverbs 11 14. You say where there is no counsel. It says the people fall. Say, but in the multitude of counselor, people who you can hold accountable that they counsel you, say there is safety. There is safety. People you can take as your counselors, you can go get, get yourself a good mentor, get yourself a good coach. We, are, we as your pastors, we are also good counseling system for you because we watch over your soul. For people like my kind that is called even on the marketplace, good strategy. In fact, it's a one-stop shop. We watch over your soul. We watch over your business. Pastor, brother, I want you to do this very particular thing. Blah, blah, blah. And come like, hey, you want to do business? Okay, now let's talk. How do you want to do it? What are the plans? Blah, blah, blah. And I see, God, give me common sense. At least. <laughs> we can look probably. Accountability system. You must have it. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. Proverbs 15, 22. It says here. You say, plan fail for lack of counsel. Say, but many advisors... Say they succeed. Plant fails because there is no counselor, no mentors, no accountant, no, no spiritual father that can hold you. Says, but with many advisors you will succeed. Final scripture, first Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. First Corinthians 4 15. From the NIV. You say, even if if even if you have ten thousand guidance in Christ, you say you do not have many fathers. He said, for in Christ, I become a father to you through gospel. There are some of you, I look forward holding you accountable in your spiritual work with God. But I can't force you. I can't. I may only just check up on you. But if you come and say, pastor, I want you to hold me accounted, accountable for my spiritual life. I must be able to pray this way. I must, if you just say, hold me, I know what that means. Well, I said, you have to go and find out if you come and meet me. Okay, pastor, hold me accountable for my spiritual life. Or hold me accountable for my business and stuff. <laughs> me, I know what it means. So, so I may go and find out what it means before you come and meet me. So that by the time I begin to hold you accountable, you don't be like, ah, this man is hard. That's what accountability is. The G part. What is a G? My time is running like, like tornado. 
You know, just this this time is just fun. When it's ten thirteen, just run. Like what? <laughs> the G, what the G means? The G means now that you have your stage, you have to live a life of generosity. Generosity. You know, by the time I was preparing this part, all these people were saying to me that do you notice that most Fortune five hundred companies, if not all, they have an arm come where they do a CSI project. That's part of their generosity. And guess what? They took it from your Bible. An average company out there start from MTN, Celsius, Modacom, is it Modacom, Modacom, they call it, whatever company it is. They all have CSI project. They took it as kingdom model, implement it on their business because why? They know that generosity opens the portal for increase in their businesses. They know. These are systems that is in your Bible, but you do not want to, because it's pastorality saying, ah, this pastor. He wants to come now with money issues. <laughs> I think I remember my spiritual father once said, he said, no, I think it's not him. Um, I think it's opposed to Andre. I said, if we talk money in this commission and you have headache or you are frightened, your body is shaking, he said, then you are poor. You're not supposed to be here. Ah, good. When he said that statement about that thing, the thing was like, ouch. <laughs> so you're poor. Because he understands what money can do. Look at what happened in KZN. Just let's, let's be honest. You think that I also don't want to drive platform cares. Your church has a foundation. It's called platform cares. You think I don't want to drive trolley, 10 trolleys straight to KZN to go. But the money is not there. Generosity. It's generosity. You as a person, you must personally have your own CSI project. When your income comes, plan it. As you give God his own tithes, you give your offerings, you give to your parents, you give to, gen be generous. I'm not saying don't plan, plan, but in the plan, factor this four part out. Factor it. How do I know? Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. Second Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. It says here, he said, but this I say unto you, this is Paul. He said, he which soweth sparingly, he says, shall reap sparingly. Indirectly, if you sow small, you reap small. If you sow big, you reap big. That's what it means. He said, but which sow bountifully, shall reap bountifully. He said, every man should give according to as he has proposed in his heart, which means you cannot be cajoled. So I don't cajole you people. I will never cajole. I will tell you as it is in the scripture. Give to your God. For some of you who believe in the giving to your prophet, why not? It's scriptural. It's there. Some of you believe in giving to the poor. It's there. Give to your parent. Give to them. Give to them. He now says, yeah, he says, every man must give according to his purpose in his heart. Say, let him give. He said, not grudgingly on of necessity. He said, for God loves a what? Cheerful giver, not cheerful receiver. Cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. He says, and because of that, because of your giving, he says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you in terms of your generosity. He's able to make all grace abound. Your generosity makes all grace abound. Your generosity makes all grace abound towards you when it comes to your financial rest. Generous. The other day I noticed I was reading, I think it was L. Elion and Mark Zuckerberg. The, the, the two of them just came out, they were just planning to give about $10 billion of their account just for charity purpose. And after I finished that very particular thing, the third day of it, Mark Zuckerberg regained that money times two of it. It's a porter. <laughs> it's a porter. I know you say, okay, Strive my CEO of Zimbabwe, the guy owns Econet. He gave, I think that was the time he gave about, I think he gave about $7 billion of his, 
currently now he's the richest black Southern, what's it called? Black man, Southern, Southern, not South Africa, Southern. So he threw patches with a pay away one side. Who said God doesn't bless? Generosity. Generosity. Let's look at the poor. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 35 to 37. Leviticus 25, 35 to 37. It says, if your brother becomes poor, it says you are responsible to help him. He said, invite him to live with you as a guest in your house. He said, fear your God and let your brother live with you and don't charge him interest on the money that he lent from you. Remember, no interest and give him what he needs at your cost. Don't try, make profit. Indirectly, just give. Be generous with your giving. Be generous with your giving. The final idiot. What must I do that now my stage is the fact that become exceptional in the results you put on the table. Exceptional result becomes your lot and your portion. Exceptional result becomes your reality. How do I know? Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29. Proverbs 22 verse 29. It says, do you see a man that is skillful and experienced in his work? He says, that man will stand in honor not disgrace before king he will not stand before obscured men why you are exceptional in the result you put on the table it becomes your reality it becomes your reality i pray for you all this morning because we're going to come back later in the evening to do proper prayer point prayers i pray for you all this morning that this setting up your own stage that as you go back to study it your eyes will open to run your race in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, from the Amplified. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 from the Amplified. It says, Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses who have borne testimonies of the truth of Christ, he said, let us strip off and throw aside every unnecessary weight. There are some of you need to go back and throw aside the weight you don't need. Just because you want to set up your own stage. He says also, and sins that easily ready to defy us. Things that can defile you, ignore it. He said, cling to and entangle us. He said, let us run with patience. Which means we must run, but with patience. He says, and endure active persistence to the appointed course of the race set before us. He said, looking away from all the distractions, looking away from all the distractions to Jesus, who is the leader, the source of our faith. He says, giving the first incentive of our belief. He says, and also who is the finisher, bringing to maturity and perfection. So if you are ready to set up your stage, Jesus is committed to bring it to maturity and perfection. He says he was for the joy that was obtained the prize that was set before him. He says he endured the cross, despised the shame, ignore, and now seated at the right hand of the Father. Look at all the things he went through to make sure that his stage is great. I want you to take your communion in your hand. Take your communion. Because my time is fast spent. 
I don't know what is that thing that you want to experience in Christ. We'll just look at the concept of setting up your own stage. Where do you know that you lack? The Bible says concerning Jesus. Remember when we partake of the communion, we're partaking of the totality of who Christ is. The Bible says concerning Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 24 verse 30 to 31. Um, when I was praying, the Holy Spirit says we should focus on eye opening because most times the reason why people are struggling is setting up their own stage because their eyes are not open. The Bible says in Luke 24, 30, 31, it says, And it came to pass as he sat to eat meat with them. He took the bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to them. It says, And their eyes were opened. Where is the place you're finding limitations? Open your mouth and speak to your communion. Just open your mouth and speak to your communion. Open your mouth and speak to your communion and say, Lord, as I partake of this communion, my eyes open to see. My eyes open. My eyes open. Your stage is possible, but it must come from a standpoint of you knowing. Lord, open my eyes. Speak to your communion. Lord, as I partake of this, I do not partake of this juice or this biscuit or this crackers. I partake of the person of Christ. Whatever limitation that cannot limit you, Lord, this communion enforces that reality to become in my life. Father, Lord, we thank you this morning. Lord, I lift this communion before you. Father, as everyone holding their communion, I declare that that becomes the blood of Jesus and the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. I ask that as you partake of your communion, that which is currently lacking in your life, they fall off your face in the name of Jesus. I declare that your eyes open. Your eyes open. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Take your communion. And then we'll go take our tithes and our offerings. Whatever the Lord has laid in your heart for you to give. You go partake in that. Then we'll come back, release the blessings. And we'll call it a wrap. And I'll see you by 6 p.m. Let's take our communion while we go on this short break to take our offerings. That's all we have for today, but be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.